one in eight men have a common mental health problem, such as depression, anxiety, panic disorders, or obsessive compulsive disorder. Three times as many men die of suicide than women each year. Nearly three quarters of adults who go missing are men. 87% of rough sleepers are men. Men are three times more likely as women to become dependent on alcohol and drug use. These are a few facts regarding mental health. Because so many people go without saying and getting the help that they need, these numbers are probably gonna be higher. Societal expectations and traditional gender roles play a role in why men are less likely to discuss or seek help for their mental health problems. We know that gender stereotypes about women and the idea they should behave or look a certain way, for example, can be damaging to them. But it's important to understand that men can be damaged by stereotypes and expectations too. Men are often expected to be breadwinners and to be strong, dominant and in control. While these aren't inherently bad things, they can make it harder for men to reach out and open up. Some research also suggests that men who can't speak openly about their emotions may be less able to recognise symptoms of mental health problems themselves and are less likely to reach out for support. We've decided to do this episode. We've discussed this right from the very start. I thought this was something that we should do. And I think it's become prominent more now with everything that's gone on this year and with everything, obviously, with Christmas and things that's coming up. We thought it's, it was right in doing a, a mental health special. For everybody that listens to us regular, they'll know that we're very lighthearted. We joke about everything we do and basically take the mick out of ourselves and each other for 45 minutes, um, which for us, it's a little bit of stress relief as well, I think. So it works well for us. But we wanted to do this episode, didn't we, Leon? Because we thought it was important to kind of get out there as dads ourselves and try and share, share something with people and also have an avenue for people to be able to come even talk to us if there needs be. The reason why I want to do this is so people can anonymously write into us or communicate with us and don't feel that they have to know us because obviously the hardest thing is breaking down doors of talking to someone that you know on a personal level, especially with men. It's a lot harder. Well, I, I, in my experience, I, I'd say it's harder to open up to someone that you know, whereas we can be that door to break down that we don't know that many people personally when they write into us. We're not judgmental, but we can be a nice ear for people to sound off and things like that. Even if it's just five minutes to talk to someone so they can get some off the chest, then we're up in all ears. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So in this episode, what we're going to do, we've got, we've got a case study to read through. Somebody who, who I know who had asked, I know they've gone through some issues themselves, so I'd asked them to write in and just kind of put down what they was feeling at the time and how things are going from now. We've been really fortunate to have a couple of speakers on for us. So we've got Coach Bex from the northeast of England who's going to talk to us about be positive in your own mind. And we've got JC who's from California who's got some brilliant stories and he also does his own podcast. So we've got those coming up as well. It's going to be a fantastic episode. And we've said all along, if we can get one person to tune in and we can help one person, then we've done something of, of some good. This is from somebody that did ask to stay anonymous. I'll just read this. This is a little case study from, from them. Thank you for asking me to do this, and I hope my experiences can help others and show them life isn't all darkness. I've been a regular listener to your podcast since the beginning, and I've even made listening to podcasts part of my week. I find it helps me greatly with my mind fog. Where to start is a difficult point, really. The past 10 years at times have been my biggest struggle, and that's probably because I knew the losses would always be great. When I look back at my childhood, which was very happy and loving, I remember questioning my place within the family. This wasn't by any means a lack of love or support, but an early indication into my own worth. Even now, I struggle to use depression as a diagnosis to how I feel. All the research would point to that. For the purpose of this, we'll call it my dark time. I'm not even sure what, exactly what triggered these dark times. I had a couple of close family members pass away and I began to question if I could do more for them or if it could have done something different to stop that from happening. 
Being in that thought hole made me question a lot of other things too. Why couldn't I be better at my job? Why couldn't I be a better partner? Why couldn't I be a better dad? I couldn't see it at the time, but looking back now, this is where I, I closed the door on a lot of things. I stopped trying to do things. <coughs> Excuse me. I stopped trying to do things. Date nights, days out with kids, even cutting the grass because I've got a fear I wouldn't do it right. This just made me become more law in my thoughts. It felt like anything I tried just didn't work. I wasn't making anyone happy, including my kids. I started to use exercise as a coping mechanism, but going to the gym could literally be so difficult. I could be in there two minutes and walk out through anxiety and stress. All through this, I did my best to hide everything. I still managed to keep up appearances in my job, and as a happy chap, but outside of that, I couldn't find the energy to wear that mask anymore. I wasn't a nice person to be around. The thoughts of an inadequacy crept in more and more, and I started to spend a lot more time on my own. I can see now this wasn't a good thing. I started to self-harm and even had thoughts of suicide. I wouldn't have gone that far, but I'm sure there were many conversations with myself that people would be better off without me. My first rock bottom hit and I looked for help. So a counselor for a bit, but it was too hard to hide from people and I stopped going. I found myself when I was with the counselor that I was lying about things that I'd been doing outside of my appointments. And this was just another person that I was letting down. There were two main reasons why I couldn't talk to anybody about at the time that I was thinking, but this was nothing to do with being unmanly or anything. Everyone has their own issues to deal with, no matter how big or small. I didn't feel at the time that my problems were any bigger than anybody else's. I struggled to understand them myself, so explaining to somebody close to me, I didn't really know where to start. The second reason was I'd seen a counsellor and they couldn't help. I didn't think my friends would have the correct tools to help me either. I didn't want them to feel bad that they couldn't help. What a vicious circle. As sure as I'm not positive how they started, I'm not sure how I moved forward either. I've picked myself up and hit rock bottom again a few times. I've slept rough, I've had no money, and yet somehow managed to keep this all from friends and family. I'd still say they don't know 100% what has happened and what I've done, and to be honest, at this moment in time, that suits me. I wouldn't say I'm past getting from those dark places by any means. I still have bad days, bad weeks and bad months. But I've come to recognise the signs and do my best to keep the misty thoughts away. You asked me to give you a tip and a recommendations on how I can help others from my experience. Really, the only thing I can suggest is don't do what I did and hide it. Be open, be honest and talk to somebody. There's always an ego going spare somewhere. Work on fixing yourself and you'll be the partner you want to be and the father you set out to be. I love the saying, as, as long as you're moving forward, doesn't matter what speed, it's moving forward, or something along those lines. Keep up the good work, boys. I must have read that about 10 times, and I still find it hard to read. Yeah. When it's somebody you know, I think it's difficult. The key things for me that come out from there was obviously that that somebody, like many others, that not necessarily doesn't want to talk, doesn't feel that there's an avenue there to vent that. Like I say, that's the hard thing. When I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, oh my God, like they've, they've, they've done everything right, like talking to counsel and things like that, and that's just not helped them. But obviously, going forward is the, the most progressive point they need to focus on, isn't it? Yeah, and like it is just small steps, isn't it? Surely. I, I, I think as well, mental health is one of those things that, not, not once you've got it, but it, it's always about finding the right coping strategies and it'll always be there. And I, th I think no matter what we do in life, there's always going to be something there that tethers us to those dark places or dark times. It's just how we continue forward, pick ourselves up, start again. Like I said, there's always going to be two steps forward, one step back. And it's always about taking that one step forward every time and growing from that position where we was beforehand, which I think is vital. Yeah. I think so. And like we said, we'll say it another probably 20 times that we're here to listen to anybody. Don't matter whether we know you, 
don't matter what your circumstances are, just whether it be us, whether it be somebody else, we're by no means professionals, probably the complete opposite end of the scale, to be fair, but we can possibly help. We're in here, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Definitely in here to, to be utilised. So we've got here, just coming up now, we've got JC. JC is from the US of A. He's from California and he's been brilliant to come on and, and have a chat with us. So he goes through his experiences. I'll let him talk through it. Fantastic guest. We'll have him on again soon. This is our man. This is JC. This is our interview with him. I just want to say I was there, but I was having internet issues, so you don't really hear from me, but I was there. He was there, and you can vouch it was good, wasn't it? It was quality. I loved it. Press the button, Leon. For all the people that normally listen to our podcast, you know that myself and Leon are very, very light-hearted about everything we discuss. We feel it's really important not only, you know, going into the second lockdown, coming up towards Christmas, having a pretty poor year all round for everybody, we really want to address the this mental health thing. And we've we've enlisted. We're, we're honoured to have this have a guest on on our program today. So this is JC. JC's from the hashtag Dad Swag podcast, all the way from California. It's an absolute honour to have him on. Please, please check him out. We'll drop some links and everything for you. He talks about well, I'll tell you what, JC, I'll let you I'll let you introduce yourself. You tell us a little bit about you um, and we'll we'll have a chat. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh first and foremost, uh dad tells Andy and Leon, man, it's it's uh, a pleasure and, and a blessing and honor to be here, you know, with you guys. And uh, you know, thank you for allowing me the platform, uh, your guys' platform. And uh, you know, we've actually had this in the works for maybe about a month, right? Um, we've been talking yeah. about it. So the fact that we were able to get it done, um, the time that made sense for, uh, you know, California time versus the UK time, you know, it's a huge time difference. So, you know, I try, I'll, I try not to be so long-winded to keep you guys up because I know it's getting, getting <laughs> late over there, <laughs> getting late over there. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like you, know, like you said, uh, I'm, I'm the host and the creator of the uh, hashtag That's Why Podcast. Um, Plain and simple, you know, um, I'm, I'm big. Um, I won't get too churchy, you know, on your <laughs> on your on your podcast, but uh, you know, um, I, I I am a Christian. Um, I, I have uh, my downfalls, you know. I'm not perfect, and uh, but I'm somebody who definitely believes in a relationship over religion, you know. Um, you know, I I don't, you know christians we don't believe in hail marys and things like that but you know I, I don't you know always go to a actual building for church sometimes my relationship is me just saying look man i don't know what you're doing up there but you got to figure it out because <laughs> i'm struggling down here you know and you know i try to talk to god like he's a friend you know because that's what he asks us to do uh, you know, as far as my religion um but I say that because I'm a big fan of, uh, and I say it on my podcast all the time, iron sharpening iron. And, uh, you know, for people don't, who don't have uh, a concept of what that means, just think of like in medieval times when they used to sharpen their swords for battle, right? There was a spinning wheel, an iron spinning wheel sharpening a sword. Well, one day I'm going to be the spinning wheel and you're going to be the sword. And then the next day I'm going to be the sword and you're going to be the wheel. We need each other to make it to get ready for battle you know and, and fatherhood parenting relationships co-parenting if you're not together you know and um, co-parenting within your relationship uh is a battle sometimes you know and um we just need the necessary tools to get through that together and sometimes you can't tell your wife hey i'm, I'm dealing with this and expect her to understand just like she can't tell you when you know uh it's her time of the month <laughs> and she's experiencing some pains you can say, oh, I'm sorry, babe, but you can't say, oh, I understand what you're feeling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but with a, with another man, you can say, there's a lot going on in my life right now and my family needs me, but I just don't know how to be a man about it. And then you have, you build your community. That's your iron sharpening iron. Um, but basically, hashtag that's why podcast is, um, I say it, 
plain and simple, um, trying to change the narrative of fatherhood by changing the perception of fathers and father figures. Nice, nice. It's, it, again, it's a little bit, I know you talk about like relationships and things we do, we just go from a very, we, we just try and water it down, I suppose, a little, a little bit to, to, to relate, you know, it's, we try and, I suppose we try and put in the fun into things that are going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So, like I said, I've been listening through your pods, and one I specifically want to talk to you about is, I think it's episode eight, and it's where you talk about, it's right at the very start of lockdown, it's about, we, we ended lockdown slightly after you, so it's about exactly as you was going into lockdown, and you got this really serious injury to your leg, and it was your ankle, and you was, you was in bed, you know, struggling to get out of bed, you talk about, you know, these voices and things in your head that was telling you that you weren't good enough. You couldn't wash yourself. Yeah. You couldn't, you, you couldn't take the trash out. You know, yeah, to yeah. use an American time, term, very, we, we take the, very hard we take the rubbish out. So you, you've got those. You had you, it was your son's birthday, I think, while you was yeah. in that, that position yeah. as well. So you, you struggled around the party element and things. Just tell us a little bit about what what that kind of did for you. Because I'm a big overthinker, huge yeah, yeah, yeah. overthinker. I think that's the thing about the voices in your head is that one little negative and suddenly two or three other voices kind of jump Absolutely. on the back of that one. Absolutely. It's like a compound fracture, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. the, to, to the ego, you know. Um, and I suffered a compound fracture to my physical person. Um, yeah, you know, um, if, you don't, if you don't mind me uh, going back a little bit, um, in that episode, I talk about white walls, right? Um, white walls are, they're, they're very relative to my life because again, you know, I feel like anytime God wants to get my attention, he puts me in front of a white wall, you know, um, you know, having a, a, a former record deal and, you know, being a, a singer songwriter, you know, I had this ego about myself, you know, and not that I was a bad person, but I just wasn't living the right way, you know? So, um, in order to get me to realize that I was living foolish, he sat me in front of a white wall, which happened to be prison, right? And in prison, I found out my son was diagnosed with leukemia, right? Uh, so my heart wasn't ready to be a dad yet. My mind was, yeah, of course, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a dad, cool, you know, I'm gonna have a junior. But my heart wasn't ready to, to die to myself, you know, it wasn't ready to say, I'm laying down my life figuratively for my child. I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm still pursuing this status. So he stripped me of my status. You know, I'm no longer, you know, like I, like I said in, in, uh, before we, we started recording, I'm no longer JC, the singer-songwriter. I'm this prison number. <laughs> you know, I'm no longer a person. I'm a number, you know. Um, and, it, and, you know, whatever happened in prison and then, you know, when I felt like my heart was finally ready to be a father and stop being foolish, the doors opened, right? Fast forward some years, um, I've, I've worked really hard, you know, made a decent amount of money with what, with what I do. Um, and I started falling into this level of complacency, not comfortability. There's a difference between comfortability and complacency. And a lot of people don't grasp that concept you know um and a lot of times complacency is a killer of everything you know it's a killer of everything your job your relationships everything once you get complacent you stop trying that's why it's the killer you stop trying to impress your wife you stop trying to you stop buying roses just because you stop trying to court her you know and try to try to win her over you know not that you have to win her over daily but you know, when she does her hair, when she does, you know, her makeup, when, you know, she, when it's your anniversary, you see it all the time. And this is why, um, you know, I, I feel like our dad pages are so important because we get a bad shake, <laughs> you know, even, even in the media, we get a, we, we get a bad shake. Like, you know, you see the, the, I don't, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the American wife, they, you know, it used to be, you know, the man would come home with his briefcase the wife would have a pie in the in the oven you know she'd bring him a beer he'd sit down kick his feet up and he's done she'd then take the kids go wash the kids set the place for dinner 
et cetera, he's still watching football or whatever his program is. Now, that's, that's considered the, we'll call it the traditional way, right? Um, now, a lot of women are electing to, to work and they're being financially independent, which is amazing. You know, I believe women should. So we do get a bad shake of it because now it looks like we're not involved anymore, you know, or we're not, we're not relevant because we're, we're bringing home the money. We don't have to do anything more. And that's just simply, that's just simply wrong. And I started getting to a level of complacency where I was like, I'm bringing home so much money that, you know, Hey, this should be done. This should be done. You know, I should be able to watch my Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, Saturday college football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, come football season. It's like, just leave me alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but um, you know, um, I, when I, when I started even thinking about this podcast, thinking about what I was going to say, what I was going to do, the message that I was going to put out there, it took me a long time to actually launch it because I couldn't, I couldn't in good faith say that I'm the man that is, um, this meeting has been upgraded, but okay, sorry. Um, I couldn't in good faith say, you guys should be doing this when I'm doing this, you know? Um, so now I've elected to say, Hey, I'm not doing this as much as I should, but come along this journey with me and let's become better together. And so in the injury, I was run over. Uh, I, I have to leave some loopholes for certain reasons, but I was run over by a moving something and, and I suffered a broken fibula. My ankle was broken in two places, second and fourth toes broken. Uh, multiple lacerations, burns, bruises, um, the worst swelling some foot doctors have said they've ever seen. Um, so I was in really bad shape. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't walk. And now I can't work, right? So again, <laughs> I'm stripped of my title. I'm no longer the operations director. I'm no, lo no one's ever calling me boss right now, you know. And, well, because it happened at work, your rations get, <laughs> you know, your, 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 your money gets cut into a ration right now. I'm getting two thirds of a paycheck and not my full paycheck. So now I'm hurting. Now I'm not bringing home the money that I used to make. And now my, my wife is having to do all these things. And then surprise five days later, shut down. So, mm -hmm. so not only is this happening now, uh, not only would it be bad if it was happening on, on a regular, during a regular time, but now it's a government shutdown. You know, the, 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 the whole country, the whole world in, in, in retrospect is, is shut down. And <clears throat> I'm upstairs in my room, again, in front of a white wall. And I'm looking at this thing and I hate it, <laughs> you know, because now I feel like I'm back in prison in a sense of I'm, I'm stuck in here. I can't move. <clears throat> now my, my, my eldest son, he has, he has special needs. And um, I call him the vibe. In the episode, I call him the vibe. You know, he can, he doesn't like bad vibes around him. So um, my wife literally had to relocate the whole family, my, my two sons and herself downstairs and, and set up a camp downstairs because he, he couldn't stand to be near me. He couldn't stand to look at me. He couldn't stand to see me wincing in pain. So I didn't see him for almost two weeks. So wow. mentally, my mind is my mind is is already racing. And then with the shutdown, you turn on any Facebook, you turn on any any news channel, and you see it all over. You know, toilet paper flying off the shelves, food, this, this, and this. It, it looks like uh, the apocalypse, you know. And then I hear the door close, you know. And knowing, knowing that, knowing that, knowing that my, oh. <laughs> sorry, I might have to intervene real quick. It's okay. Um, knowing that the door that's closing is my wife, you know, she's, she's now, um, having to go out there and fend for herself. You know, I can't help her. I can't protect her. I can't even do it myself. I'm helpless. If something happens to my wife while she's out there, what, what can I do? I can't get up. You know, what can I do? Call somebody? 
you know, well, I'm about 50 miles away from all my family, right? Um, they all, I moved myself from the situation that I was in because I didn't want to go back to the life that I lived to get me into the situation for the first white walls. <laughs> so I'm 50 miles away from my family for anybody that I know that will come and do something or help, right? Um, and, and her dad lives out of state, you know, and her mom, you know, she, she's not the violent type, <laughs> you know, if she's, she's not the Liam Neeson type, right? If, 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 she, if my wife happens to get taken, you know, that's me, <laughs> you know, I'm the protector. I'm the moneymaker. I am the head of household, but I am nothing. Right now, I am nothing. I can't play with my kids. I can't bathe my kids. My son, my eldest son doesn't want to see me. And I don't know if you've ever been injured or been in a position where you can't do something, but to have your soon-to-be two-year-old ask you to play and you say no or you can't, they don't understand <laughs> why you can't. You can tell them, oh, you know, I'm hurting, but they don't understand exactly why you can't. They just understand that you won't. And now I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking like, what kind of man are you? Who are you now? Without your money, without your status, no one's calling you boss. Who are you? And it took a long, depressing dive down a rabbit hole to, to finally say, I know who I am. You know, um, I tell people that ask me all the time, you know, how do you know if you're relevant in your kid's life? Disappear for a few hours, go into another room, right? And watch, watch a show. But listen to how many times your kids ask for you. Because if they don't ask for you, you're not relevant. They don't, they, your presence isn't something that they're used to. And that's an issue, right? So my, my kids, they, I, I, I say this and I don't, I don't want to make myself seem like a, a bad father or anything like that, but you know, I'm very present in my kids' life. I'm very supportive, but there are times where, you know, these attitudes and, and this mentality just takes over where you feel like the alpha male and you don't have to do anything. But my kids did ask for me. And every time they asked for me, it broke my heart because I wanted nothing more than to get up and do that. But then I would think, why weren't you getting up when they were asking you to play and you were watching football two weeks ago? <laughs> you know, why weren't you getting up and throwing that ball around when they were asking you to play and you were spending time on Facebook talking mess to people about the football game or, or you know, posting about this and, and, and things that, that are irrelevant to what's going on in your home. So it took a long time for me to launch the podcast because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to launch the podcast. And then um, I finally, just like in prison, I finally realized that I need to be more than my paycheck. I need to be defined. I need to be able to define myself more than what my job title is. I'm not an operations director. I'm a father. Well, in my, in my, in my respect, um, marriage is a part of my fatherhood. So I actually always correct myself and I say, I'm a husband first, you know, cause my, my foundation is my wife and, and me. And then now we're building our children up, but no decision happens with my children it always happens with my wife. So as long as my wife and my foundation accord, right. And that's why people fall out because we just don't see eye to eye. That's that's basically what the situation is when divorce happens or breakup happens. We no longer see eye to eye. We no longer want the same things. So as long as we're communicating constantly and making sure that we still want the same things and we're doing the same things. And even if we don't, we find a way to compromise where we can both be happy. Um, even if one loses out, <laughs> you're still winning because the person you love is still getting what they want, right? And if you're with the right person, then the thing that they want isn't so bad that it's like life altering. Right? It's not like, um, it's not like, you know, she wants this, but it's gonna hurt your relationship or it's gonna hurt your future plans. You know, she wants something that's slightly different from what you want. You know, it's compromise. You win, she wins, you both win. Um, so, so I make sure that, so I make sure that my foundation is right with my wife and then we make sure that our kids are built up but I felt like at the same time my, my foundation wasn't right with my wife because I was letting her down 
So it took a long time for me to figure out what kind of man are you or who are you? What good are you to this family? What is your position? Because you're not making any money. You're not bringing home the money that you're used to. You're not, you're not a boss anymore. You don't even go anywhere. <laughs> you're just here. So it took a long time for me to really look inside and say, I know my worth and I know what I can be. Well, that was only from from your point of view, wasn't it? Because obviously your wife is fully understandable that of course, you can't get out of the position you're in. You know, you've had a massive accident there, injury, you're bedridden. So again, you go back to sort of them, it's them voices, isn't it? It's that being that man, whereas it's not your wife saying these things. Yeah. It's yeah, you definitely. as a human being, as a man, as a father, as a provider. It's yeah. your head that, that has to get out of Sort of that you say you mentioned about that rabbit hole, that deep rabbit hole. So with all that kind of going on, knowing that you know we, we're in a, an international pandemic, we don't know fully everything that's going on with it. But your wife's having to go out, like you say, to the shops and things. How do you kind of get your head around that to to get to this more positive state that you're at now? Because like you say, you are a Christian, but it's not like you've had some shining light through your window. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah, visited yeah. you in your sleep, have they? It's yeah. just you've you've done this, you've turned this around. And I know this is not an overnight thing. And the 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 position that you were in, what we're talking eight, nine months ago now, that could very easily resurface because that's what dads do. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, definitely. So what at what point did you was that sort of turning point, I suppose, that corner turn to actually say, actually. I'm not as bad as I maybe think I am. I'm doing my best. My wife knows that. My kids will understand that in the long run. What what kind of changed for you? You know, um, it, that's, that's actually very interesting. Um, you know, my my wife, she's very supportive, very understanding. Um, at the same time, she's a realist. She to, to me, she's the realist. You know, and um, it took her to kind of. You know, God, for me, God uses people, you know, whether you know them or you don't to make an impact in your life. And it could be something that they know that they're saying that's going to, um, you know, kind of shift you into a different gear. Or it could just be somebody that that says something that they don't know how it's going to impact you, but it's something that you you've been needing to hear, you know. And my wife see me going down this rabbit hole and uh, we had a conversation and she basically was, you know, in conversation, just said, you know, we, we, we need you. Like, you know, and, and she didn't know what that was going to do for me. You know, <laughs> women, um, oh God, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. <laughs> women are, are, are more emotional than men. I think that that's, that's fair to say. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and, uh, when it comes to, let's just say an affair, right? Women cheat emotionally, men cheat physically, okay? And and a lot of times you hear of women saying, I just wanted to be wanted. You know, I, I wanted to be wanted. Uh, men need, men men's insecurities are, we need to feel needed, right? And I didn't feel needed because I felt irrelevant. Um, I felt like I wasn't making an impact. I felt like, I felt like my position in my family is diminished because I'm no longer who I was before. So she said the thing that I needed to hear. And it, and it, and it's all about ego, right? It's, it's, it comes down to ego. You know, I want you to, I need you to need me. I need to save something. You know, I need to feel like the alpha and as an alpha i need to be able to save my family i need to be able to you know that's why when we go to the store we kind of perk our chest up a little bit and make sure nobody's you know looking at our kids or looking at our wife or you know gonna try to test you you know or you go into a dangerous neighborhood you kind of get that that animalistic mentality that you know hey my family knows that they can hide behind me and i'm gonna handle this right women don't feel that <laughs> right you know they they do have the mom instinct where they they have they can lift a car if they need to you know but um at the same time men are very very much more external so for me for my wife to say we need you that for me was all the confirmation that i needed to say 
I'm still somebody in this family and I need to prove my worth because that opened my eyes to something that, that felt like, cause, cause when she said that I looked to the right and there was, there was a, there was a, a couple trash bags on my patio and I looked, I'm like, I, I'm walking a little bit. I can do something. I can take this trash out at least. Right. And then those little things came down to, I can take the trash out when my son wants to play, I can at least sit down now, you know, I can throw the ball. I may not be able to chase it, but we're going to play a long game of fetch where I throw it and you go get it and you bring it back, you know? Um, but we're going to make it happen some way. And it comes down to self-pity and self-indulgence, which I kind of spoke about in my, my previous, my, my, my very last episode, you know, being, being in a position of, you know, why am I in this pit versus how the hell do I get out of it? You know, and that, that is the difference between um, your, your perception and your reality. Your perception is, is how you can figure out, you, you already understand that you're in a pit. You can stay in that misery through your perception of reality is you have to get out of it because the reality is your kids still need you. Whether you're, whether you're dealing with something internal your kids still need you. And I think that's hard for men too, because it doesn't really give us the opportunity to, this was a, both a blessing and a curse because it gave me a, 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 an opportunity to wallow, you know, in my self-pity. It gave me a chance to release that because I didn't feel like I had the opportunity to do that because I still needed to keep going. You know, wh whether it was something going on at work, whether it was something going on internally, we don't, as men we don't we don't tend to be sensitive enough or we don't tend to to be vulnerable enough right and i think this podcast for me it allows me to be vulnerable to people i can't see you know but you can hear me but you can't see me it's the first time you can see me you so if i'm crying on the on, on a on a podcast i'm really allowing myself to be vulnerable and it's a release that men need to embrace. You need somebody. I need somebody. And sometimes you need somebody besides your wife. You know, sometimes you need somebody uh, besides the person that's in your house because they may not understand or it may be, yeah, that's why there's counselors because they're a complete stranger and you can, you can vent to a complete stranger because you never have to see that person again <laughs> if you don't want to, right? But we're so afraid of judgment as men. We're so afraid to be seen as weak, as um, non-manly, you know, um, as sensitive, you know, that we don't embrace that and we don't allow ourselves to take on the, the position of being, being saved because we're so busy trying to save. I think we're getting there, aren't we? But it's a very, very slow process. Yeah. You yeah, know, definitely. people, there is a lot more avenue processes for sure. Yeah. There's, there's more avenues for people to talk to people. But like you say, I still think there's a huge stigma on, you're the man, this man up attitude, get on with it. We're actually sometimes, you know, you, you, you sometimes just need a crutch, yeah. whether that be one of your friends, whether that be one of your family, whether it be your partner, you know, or a complete stranger. You yeah. sometimes just need that peg up just to kind of get you out of the hole that you're in, which is it kind of leads me on to my, my last bit. Really. We, talk, we talk a lot about celebrating small victories. So we talk about things like when, when you, you go to swimming baths, for instance, and you'll find a token in a locker that somebody else has left, it's a small victory. You get your old winter coat out and you find some money in the pocket, it's a small victory. You go to a supermarket and there's parking space just where you want it and it's a small victory. But we're so embraced in celebrating these because we have a lot of negatives during the day as well. So when you get what you feel like is a win, it, it's one of them things where you just kind of have to go, oh, we're there, let's celebrate this. So, oh, I don't know what happened there. Are you back with us, mate? Sorry, I don't know how that happened. It just That's said, right. uh, yeah, Zoom stopped unexpectedly. Sorry about that. That's all right. It's, it's this dodgy, dodgy Wi-Fi we've got over here. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know where I got to. So we were talking about, we celebrate small victories. Yeah. So the little things in life where you just feel like you've won, you know, you go to, you go to cupboard and there's a biscuit, there's one biscuit left. 
<laughs> them yeah. things. They're the little yeah. things we have. And we, we, we embrace that it's so important to celebrate these small victories. One thing that really triggered me with, with what you say on your podcast is, is don't keep receipts. So yeah. it's about, it's, it's, it's A, from our point of view, celebrating them small victories. But sometimes when you just, I don't know, you've, um, you put your washing in the washing machine and you suddenly realise you've dropped a sock on way there. <laughs> now that sock's missed out. Just let it go. I think that's yeah, what yeah. you mean, is yeah. it, about, you know, let's not hold on to these receipts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's yeah, something I mean, that's really resonated with me with what, what you said. I love it. Yeah, and and I, I say that for yourself and I also, I also say that for your relationship with your with your partner with your friends you know with you know your your, your children especially as fathers you know um <laughs> you know i i joke that you know my it's not a joke because it's true but now i can laugh about it but you know back in my my younger days when i used to be really wild as a as a as a child child you know my mom would would pop me or something like that and then i'd say you know what was that for you know and she she would think i did something but then she'll say something like, uh, oh, well, that's for later when you do do something. <laughs> you know? And then I get popped again anyway. So I was like, eh, the, what, was the, what was the last banging for, you know? But um, those are the kind of receipts that, that hurt, you know? Um, when, you, when, you, when you keep receipts on yourself, it's like, no, you make it in your mind that people are doing it. You know, you make it in your mind that people are, are putting the finger and, and, and keeping the receipts for you. But it's really you that, that has this perception of yourself, that has this uh, demeaning uh, downward motion about yourself, at, you know, and, and it's really you that's self-sabotaging your, your mental state, you know. Um, I, my, my, my wife isn't, I don't want to say she's not allowed, she just doesn't, she knows I hate it, you know, when girls call themselves the B word, you know, oh, I'm, 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 I almost say it, but you know, the B word. Yeah. I tell my wife all the time, like, I don't like you saying that because one, I, I don't think that of you. So for you to call yourself or, or degrade yourself in that way, I would never degrade you that way. So I don't want you to de degrade yourself. And plus on, on the cocky side, you're now um, questioning my taste in women because <laughs> I would never date somebody or be with somebody that, that talks like that. So I would never allow you to say that about yourself, but, but in confidence, I want you to have confidence about yourself. So I, I tried to tell her that, um, you know, the, the way that, uh, I don't want you speaking like Hardy B, <laughs> you know, I don't want you, I don't want you speaking like some of these, these women, because you're, you're, you're my queen, you know, and, and you should, you should hold your, you should hold your crown in, in a highest esteem, just like I hold you in the highest esteem, you know? And so for yourself, even that's even more important because you can't fix your family unless you fix yourself first, right? When you wake up and brush your teeth, it's only your teeth that you're brushing, you know, you, 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 you wake up, you brush your teeth, then you brush your kid's teeth. You know, you, you don't want to be brushing their teeth and being like, Oh, brush your teeth. And then you're just like, <laughs> they're looking at you like no you brush your teeth dude because you, you stink right now you know <laughs> and so you know in that regard you can't you can't say this is what I always used to say and I stopped saying it if they're good I'm good right you can't say that genuinely because it, you're not giving them the, your best self right you can't be going through all this turmoil within and say oh they're happy I'm happy because you're not and you're denying yourself that opportunity and your wife, that opportunity or your girlfriend or a friend or whoever, the opportunity to say, hey, you don't realize how amazing you are. You don't realize how much I love you. You don't realize how much um, I want you. I desire you. I need you. This family needs you. You don't give yourself that opportunity because you're not, you're not open enough to it because you're not open enough to it for yourself. You're not willing to tell yourself that. If you need confirmation, you don't go to your Instagram, <laughs> you don't go to your Facebook, right? You look within yourself, you look within, if you're religious, you look within your religion and you look within, I would say your significant other and your children. They'll tell you everything you need to know about yourself. Cause sometimes we lie to ourselves. Sometimes we say, I'm not man enough. Sometimes we say, I'm not good enough. Sometimes we say, 
my podcast isn't good enough. You know, my numbers aren't good enough. But when you look at your children and they're asking you, I posted a picture the other day, uh, Sunday, of my son and I were in superhero uh, mask and cape. <laughs> that moment right there is worth all the numbers in the world for me. It's worth all the numbers for viewership, for you know, following. It wasn't to show the world, hey, look at how great of a dad I am. It was to show the world that it's cool to be a dad. And I think with this with the with the bad shake that we get as fathers, as men, these dad pages like dad tells, like, you know, my page, like the other pages that I post, you know, at the end of every podcast, I say iron sharpens iron and build your community, put men around you that will uplift you, empower you and enrich you. So when you are running low, you can dive into that well, you can tap into to that gas line and, and re-energize, you know, and um, it's, it's a lot of um, self-acknowledging. It's a lot of self-understanding to say, you know what, I need a friend. I need another guy that's going through the same things I'm going through because I can't tell my wife what I'm going through. I could tell her and she'll, she'll coddle me, but she won't give me the steps of how to get out of it. You know, she won't, she won't tell me, she can't tell me she understands because she's not a dad. She's a mom. She has her own set of issues, you know? So, um, you know, keeping receipts on yourself is, is self-sabotage. Keeping uh, receipts on your, on your partner of her mistakes, of his mistakes, of their mistakes, your children, that's self-sabotage of your relationship. Because that's when you start doing the remember wins, you did this and this, that, and the third. The remember when conversation, those are those are bad conversations, man, because those those put you back to a place, especially if you're a couple that's come through something before and then you bring up that receipt, you know, you know, let's just say infidelity. Remember when you cheated on me? Oh, then you start going down this whole rabbit hole. And then what then what happens? You start thinking that the person is cheating on you or you're cheating or they start thinking that you're cheating. Oh, you know what? You're you're hiding your phone now and you're you know, you have been on your phone a lot lately or, you know, things like that. So now you're going down this rabbit hole. And now all these receipts are now, they're coming out all over again. And it's like, you're, you're back, <laughs> you're back to square one. So if you're going to say, I forgive you, if you're going to tell yourself, I forgive myself for the things that I've done, even though I can't change the things I've done, I forgive myself, then really forgive yourself, really forgive that person and move on, create, create new memories, create new receipts but don't keep track of them right you because you're because life is you're gonna have mistakes you're gonna you're gonna fumble you know you're you're gonna make mistakes as a father you're gonna make mistakes as a man but to dwell on that look god look from for me god doesn't dwell on my mistakes he judges my heart he doesn't judge my actions even though my actions are sometimes pretty shaky <laughs> he knows that i have a good heart you know and so for me that's how I feel like we need to be with, with each other, within ourselves. Like, yeah, man, you messed up, but you know what? It could have been worse. And let's move on from here. Figure out what you can learn from it. Apply it to the next time you're in that situation or if you're in this situation ever again. And then you can really, really celebrate the wins. Now you can say, you know what? I could have did this, but I didn't. That's a win. That is a great win because that shows your growth. And for me, those are the receipts I want to keep. Every time that I said no to something that I could have said yes to, anytime that, you know, I could have went one way, but I went the other way. And even if it was like a, even if it's not, not a second nature yet, even if it's something that you have to be like, mm, do I want to eat that piece of pie? I know I'm, <laughs> I know I'm on a diet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one pie won't hurt, you know, because you eat that one pie, then you're like, it wasn't that big right? You know, I'm going to have another piece. And by the time you're done compromising yourself, you've eaten the whole damn pie, you know? So now, so now it's like, you know, I could have elected to have that piece of pie, but you know, I, I chose a, a protein bar or I chose, you know, a healthier snack. I don't know if you've ever been on a diet, but when you figure out that, Hey, I, I chose something good today, that feels really good. Now you apply that to your marriage, you apply that to your fatherhood journey. It feels 10 times better, man. It feels 10 times better. Yeah, the receipts we need to be keeping is that receipt that you put on Instagram of you and your son dressed as superheroes. They're the receipts we need. We need Absolutely. them more often. We need to, again, we celebrate small victories, but 
there's bigger victories as well that we need to be celebrating as well. Yeah. JC, this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, really, I mean, I could literally listen to you all day. If it wasn't <laughs> that I had to get some beauty sleep, I'd, be, I'd literally keep you up all afternoon. <laughs> Can you just give us one parting gift from hashtag DadSwag podcast? Yeah, man. Um, one parting gift. It's the same thing that I say at the end of every podcast. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. So build your community. If you're a, a man listening, and, and it just doesn't go for men. It goes for women too. And it doesn't have to be a man on a woman or a man on a man or whatever. It finds you somebody that can help sharpen you. And there's different there's different type of swords. There's different type of knives. There's a different type of irons that need to be sharpened. So if your wife can help sharpen something for you, reach out to her and watch how, watch how your relationship strengthens. Watch how, when you say, babe, I'm struggling with this and I don't know how to deal with it. And then she becomes your accountability partner and you become her accountability partner. Watch how amazing your relationship becomes. And then do the same thing with another brother, do it with a, with a friend, watch, find you an accountability partner that won't keep receipts, but will keep you accountable. I like it. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. I think that's a fantastic place to end. Thank you so much for, for doing this for us. Like Thank I you said, for having me. Andy Leon, man, you know, I'm big fans, man. We've been talking about this for a long time. I'm so happy we've been able to get to do it and uh, have to have I you think, guys on mine. I think what this will be, this will probably be part one. I've no doubt that we are going to do this again and just, Most definitely. Go, you know, because we're all on the journey together, aren't we? So I think, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll certainly stay in contact and I'd certainly love to do this again in a few months' time and just see where we're at. Again, it's just sharing them positive vibes, isn't it? We can, certainly something that I've, I've, I've written a few things down, but having an accountability. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing to, because to it's, it's, I'm in California. You're in the UK, but you're you're white i'm black you know i'm mixed and you know it, it for for me for me it's we're still dads at the end yeah. of the day if we don't if we don't agree on anything the one thing we have in common is we're fathers and we're going to go through the same struggles because kids are the same <laughs> you know they're they're ever changing but the struggles are the same some may be different like you know you may not have a child with special needs but I do have a son that doesn't have special needs. You may have a child that does have special needs. Well, so do I, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's different journeys, but it's the same mission and to be better fathers. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to have to stop there because I'm getting a bit emotional and uh, <laughs> I'm too hard to cry on, on my podcast. <laughs> but thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I appreciate we both you do. We, we both I appreciate do. Yeah, massively. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You very much. <laughs> All right. Just quickly before we go, JC, where can everybody catch you? Yeah, um, Dad Swag Podcast on Instagram. Somebody had hashtag Dad Swag, and they had like one follower. And I, I asked them for them, I asked them if I could pay them for the name, and they never reached back out. So I had to change it to Dad Swag Podcast. But that the podcast is actually called hashtag Dad Swag. So hashtag Dad Swag on Facebook and on my Gmail. If you have any questions or concerns, you need an ear, reach me, reach out to me. Uh, if you need to reach out to me on Instagram, Dad Swag Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you, you guys. Yeah, so I'd I, like to say thanks to that, JC. Much appreciated. We love talking to you. And like, like Andy says, we'll definitely have you on again. For me, I, I love his saying, iron sharpens iron. I think it's such a, a strong metaphor of we're brothers in arms. We get stronger with each other, which goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode of give us a shout. If someone just needs five minutes to talk to somebody, give us a shout. I'll happily network with somebody, work out a communication where that we can talk to each other and just have that five minutes. And like I said, iron sharpens iron. I think it's a brilliant metaphor to follow from. I certainly agree. He's obviously somebody that's come through a lot. There's a whole lot more to JC's story as well that we didn't get time to go into. He's a, he's a positive person. He, like he says, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't use his faith as a, as some sort of healing hand. It's all about relationships is what how he does. And he stays positive. So brilliant. Thank you very much for that. So our second interview, this is from Coach Bex. So this is Mark. He's from the northeast of England and he's got some great positive information that he wants to share with us. It does some great stuff. Please check him out on Instagram and everywhere that he is. 
Here he is, Coach Beck's Mark Beckham. You can't live a positive life with a negative mindset. So try and fill your life with as much positivity as possible. Because the way you choose to think and act has more than just an impact on whether you win or you lose. It has an impact on both your physical and your mental health. The way it works is what you think about become your beliefs. And your beliefs create your feelings. And from those feelings you decide to take action. That action becomes your outcome either a win or a loss. So early on in the stage, if you choose to think more positive thoughts, if you choose to be more open-minded and optimistic, right at that point there, you can direct any situation to a more favorable outcome. Now, one thing to remember is that positive thinking, it isn't some kind of uh, magic pill that will make all your problems disappear. But if you have a choice to choose to be positive or negative, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer on which one you should choose. Yeah, Choose positivity, choose optimism, look for opportunities yeah? and try and fill your world with as many positive experiences as possible. Because when you start to think that way and act that way, your world opens up to more opportunities it's, it's a little bit like the law of attraction, but it's called reticular activation. You get more of what you look for. I personally have this little mantra that I like to use when I'm approached with situations or obstacles that may be negative, and it is to repeatedly say, solutions, not problems, solutions, not problems. It might seem hard sometimes, but there always is a silver line in there, or at least a lesson to learn um, to try and turn things around for a more favorable outcome. Try this simple step here if you want more positivity in your life. Start by practicing gratitude first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Be thankful already for the things that you have. Try not to long for things that you don't have, yeah? Be more grateful for the position that you're in, the people that surround you, the things that you already have. Because when you're grateful, you're not lacking in anything and you don't allow any negativity to come in there, you're going to be more open to abundance. And try and fill your day with as many positive experiences as possible. What you consume impacts your life there too. So what you listen to, what you read, what you watch. So make it good. Make it good. Watch motivational things. Watch uplifting things. Surround yourself with friends that want to move forward and feel motivated and really enjoy life. Uh, practice self-talk. Big yourself up. Um, get those affirmations in there because how you speak to yourself really influences how you can regulate your feelings and your thoughts and your behaviours. So challenge yourself to start your day on a positive note and end your day on a positive note. It's really within your grasp and control to get the best outcome of your day. So there you have it. The choice is yours when you wake up in the morning. You can choose to nurture positive thoughts, positive actions, positive experiences or negative. Like I said, it's a no-brainer. So get up there and try and have the best day possible. Thanks for that, Coach Bex. Massively appreciated. Once again, great insights. Just what we need for getting ourselves out there, to talking to people and of the breaking doors down. Yeah, brilliant. And like Mike says, it's all about that healthy body, healthy mind. Look after your mind and that'll, that'll get you through everything. It is important to be out there. Look, there's plenty of places that you can that you can seek help from. Please talk to a friend, a neighbour, anybody that can possibly help you if you are struggling with, with anything. People put it on the social media all the time that if anybody's there, they're happy to listen. Actually, test them on it. <laughs> Get out there and just, just do it. And in the in the other way, check out, check in with a brother, check out with somebody that you've not spoken to for a long time and just make sure that they're all right. Have a chat. Obviously, post all this lockdown mess. Let's get out there. Go meet up for a brew. Go to the park. Take your kids. Take a ball about. Be healthy. Be happy. And just, just going back to obviously what you're saying about checking on people as well. Always ask people if they're okay. And even if they say they're okay, ask again. Because I think it's really important 
It's a natural reflex as men that we just go, yeah, we're fine. Do you come across that, Andy? People just say, yeah, I'm fine, when really, we should really be asking again because it's just natural reflex to say, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hard for people to ask as well sometimes, especially if you know there's something not yeah. quite. So maybe it's just doing them little things, maybe not probing too much, but just, you know, the odd text here and, here and there, isn't it? Just a nice funny gif or a meme these kids are doing nowadays. Yeah. I'll see you next week, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Please share this. That's what we want, and it will people to share this episode. Even if you don't listen to it, well, if you're listening to this bit, you've obviously listened to the end, but but share it. Just send it to somebody. Send the link. There's no excuses. We want this to really get out there and want people to listen to it and spread the word. If you don't think they'll like it, still get them to share it because they might share it with someone else who's in need. That's a a third person to you. So someone disconnected from you, that's what we want. Share it with someone, then they can share it with someone else and we can get, get the growth there. Great point. Thank you very much. It's been emotional as ever. It's been a good one. So we know iron sharpens iron. Keep yourself smiling. Stay safe.